0: Is the Homestead Journey Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the pursuit of self sufficiency, self reliance, and sustainability? This is episode number 110 of the Homestead Journey Podcast. Welcome, 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 everyone. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on the Homestead Journey. My name is Brian Wells. I am coming to you from 3B Farm and Homestead here in beautiful upstate New York. And the fact that you are back here again this week after last week's disastrous episode. (laughs) I'm certainly overstating it, but I do appreciate your patience with me uh, overcoming some technical difficulties there. Uh, I actually still have not gone back and edited that podcast episode uh I had every intention of doing so, but uh, it was a busy week and not saying that I didn't have the time. I just didn't take the time to do it. I'm not quite sure if I'll roll back and re-record it or if I'll just let it be what it is for posterity's sake. If you've got any thoughts on it, let me know. I do appreciate those of you who did reach out to me and just give me a bit of encouragement (laughs) that uh, you appreciated the fact that I did move forward and get an episode out there, but uh, we're back in business with my regular setup, which is really in desperate need of an upgrade, but uh, it is what it is. We'll roll with it for right now. But again, thank you. Thank you very much for your patience with me with last week's episode. Anyhow, Let's hop on over to this week's episode, and I will let you know what we've been up to here on 3B Farm and Homestead. This week was one of those weeks here on the homestead where I have really had the opportunity to lean into things not necessarily homesteading related, and one of those Was a fun tradition that we have here in our town, and that is a lighted tractor parade. Now, my son's uh, Boy Scout troop added an entry this year, and so we spent quite a bit of time putting that together. And then the parade was yesterday evening, and it's just always so much fun to see the creative ways that people approach the, the whole project different organizations, different farms, businesses. It's just so much fun. And I think there was over 60 entries yesterday. The place was packed. The streets of our town were just mobbed. I I don't remember ever seeing crowds that big for this event. I remember having large crowds, but it just seemed like it was just even bigger than before and it was just a lot of fun to be a part of it. We actually used our tractor to pull the float, which did cause a few problems for me this week. (laughs) Uh, Well, I shouldn't say caused problems for me, but uh, kept me from being able to do a few things here around the homestead, but it's all good. Uh, Having that float in the parade was a lot of fun. And just to kind of give you a bit of a, a description of the float, what we put together was a camping scene. So we had a tent that was lit up. We actually had a metal fire pit with a real fire. The scouts were roasting marshmallows. Um, it was a car hauler, I think is what they're called, That that kind of a trailer. It has the big metal ramps off the back of it. So we actually braced those up and then ratchet strapped a couple of kayaks to that. We put blue lights underneath it to make it look like water. We had the kayaks lit up and a couple of scouts in there with paddles and made it look like they were canoeing up to this camping scene. It was just, it was really, really cool. I was really happy with how it came out. And it was just a lot of fun to be a part of that. But uh, that was certainly a big part of our week. Now, as far as the homesteading activities that we did this week, because certainly you didn't come hear me blather on about a tractor parade, I don't think. But uh, I finally did something that I should have done a while ago, and that is I set up some new paddocks and moved my pigs. Now, I have some paddocks that I set up that are four hog panels basically tied together. So it's 16 by 16, and I keep uh, one adult pig in one of them, my boar, Boris, And then in the other area is where I keep my smaller pigs when I'm weaning them. Normally, my approach is to try to sock wood chips to them. And it really has worked very, very well for me until this year. And this year, we have had so much rain that I just have not been able to get the wood chips to them like I would have liked. In fact, a couple of weeks ago, I shared with you that we tried to make a trip down for wood chips. And the chips were so saturated that the back end of my tractor actually came up off the ground when I was trying to dig them out of the pile. And so what I opted to do was simply to shift over about 16 feet and set up three more hog panels off the other side, lifted up the hog panel in the middle, the pigs went on over to the new ground. I spun the housing around And bam, my pigs are on fresh ground and they are loving it. Now, I was not able to get Boris moved yet because the direction that I'm going to move him does have a big compost pile in the way. And that's where having the tractor and the tractor parade kind of slowed my roll a little bit in that I need to move that compost pile. Now, I could have moved it by hand, but work smarter, not harder. Um that's just what I chose to do. So I have the hog panels here. I've got the T posts here and so this week hopefully Wednesday I'm going to take Wednesday off from my day job and then we will get Boris moved onto new ground and I will just feel a lot better about things. Certainly having them in a mucky muddy mess is not ideal. It's not the way that I want to keep animals. But it's just been what Mother Nature has dictated to us this year. And so I was just very happy to get the young ones moved. We'll get Boris moved this coming week. And then I will be a much happier, happier pig farmer. We also started work, and I shouldn't say we. I'm having a friend of mine do it because it's just not something I enjoy doing. But you may remember that last week we went to Massachusetts and picked up a new bed for the Ranger, which is our farm truck. And so I took that over to a buddy's house this week and he started work on that. And when he pulled the bed liner out, I was shocked at how roached out the bottom of that truck was. So we certainly did not do this a moment too soon. Uh, in fact, um, my grandfather used to say, Brian, God protects fools and little children and you are no longer a little child. So um, yeah. <laughs> So Papa, uh, once again, uh, you're fool of a grandson, push things to the uh, nth degree, but uh, hopefully this week we will get the truck back with a new bed on it, not a new bed, but a replacement bed on it, a solid bed, and then we'll be back to being able to move hay and feed and wood chips for our pigs and chickens and rabbits and all the things. One other thing that I did this week is I started putting away my canning gear. It's really that time of the year, folks. I don't have much left to can. And so I started cleaning things out of the kitchen. My wife is a saint. And the fact that for about six months of the year, there are canning rings and jars and canners and all of that kind of stuff sitting around um, and she puts up with it and she does help. I I certainly don't want to make it out to sound like I do all of it. She certainly is a part of it, but it is more my thing. And so I started putting all of that away and she will get her kitchen back at least for six months. And then in May of next year or whenever, we'll pull it out and we'll start it all over again. Before we head on over to this week's Charting the Course, I did want to mention a couple of things. First of all, this week here in the United States is Thanksgiving, and so I did want to wish a happy Thanksgiving to everyone, and I hope that you are going to be enjoying a lot of homesteading-related things on your table this year. Uh, And if it's not a lot, maybe it's just one or two things. And if it's nothing, um, no problem. But uh, I do hope that you will have the opportunity, if at all possible, to enjoy some of that food that you have raised and grown yourself. And it will be a very, very satisfying Thanksgiving for you. All right. Before we head on over to this week's Charting the Course, one other thing I did want to remind you about the survey. Uh, So if you go to the homesteadjourney.net slash survey, I have a 10 or 11 question survey there. And I really appreciate all of the feedback that I've been getting. It's been so helpful, and I just appreciate all of you who have shared your thoughts with me. And I'm looking forward to the next, uh, you know, time together as we are kind of charting the course together of the podcast. And so I just really appreciate um, all of that feedback. Keep in mind that if you Participate in that survey. Your name is going to be entered into a drawing for fabulous prizes. And so we're doing this throughout the month of November as a way to say happy birthday to the Homestead Journey podcast. And uh, thank you, thank you very much for all of you who who have participated. And if you have not participated and you'd be interested in doing so, head on over to thehomesteadjourney.net/podcast. And I would greatly appreciate it. All right, let's head on over to this week's Charting the Course. My buddy Jack Polner over at the Mindful Homestead and I have been talking for a while now about potentially putting together a conference for homesteaders here in the New England area. This week on his YouTube channel, Jack actually shared those thoughts with his audience, soliciting feedback, and I thought that I would do the same with my audience. I really would love to hear from my listeners in the northeastern part of the United States as to whether or not you would have interest in taking part in something like that. Our rationale is this. Well, homesteading is something that we believe anybody can do anywhere. Uh, just about. Certainly, how we approach homesteading is going to vary from region to region. And I've talked about that before here on the podcast, how where you live impacts what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. In particular, when it comes to gardening, knowing your hardiness zones is going to help dictate what you should start and what you should grow. It might also further inform what animals you should raise, how you should raise them, how you should house them. All of those things come as a result of the region or the area in which you live. Now, over the last several years, there have been a number of different homesteading type conferences that have sprung up across the United States. I have not yet had the opportunity to attend any of them. so. Please take that into consideration, but I've also looked at the topics that have been presented and the speakers that they've had, and I've also talked to people like Jack that have attended conferences, and really what my takeaway has been is that each one of those conferences is tailored to the area in which those conferences are being held, which they should be. That is not a complaint at all on my part. The Homesteaders of America Conference is really geared more towards homesteading in the South, as it should be. It's held in the South. The vast majority of people that attend it are from the South. Therefore, it's going to be very Southern-centric. The new Okie Homesteading Conference, which is going to be taking place for the first time in March of this coming year, is very, I'm gonna call it western centric. It's probably it's more like southwestern, but it's again oaky, right? It's it's more that Alabama, Oklahoma, maybe Western Texas uh type approach to homesteading. The homesteading life conference, it's put on by uh Doug and Stacy. That's like a Midwestern. Type approach to homesteading. We don't have that in the Northeast. I think we need that. And so that's something that Jack and I are talking about putting together. Right now, we're talking about putting that together in the southern part of New Hampshire, probably in the Keene area. We have a venue in mind, but we don't have it booked. We don't have dates yet. We're thinking maybe towards the middle part of August next year or maybe early September. Uh, And so we're really soliciting your thoughts and your opinions on that. If you're in the New England area and that's something that would be of interest to you, let us know what dates would work and whether or not that's a convenient area for you to attend. Now, if you're not somebody from the New England area and there isn't currently a conference that is kind of for your region, then I would recommend that you start having conversations with other homesteaders in your area to see if you can put something like that together. Because I really feel like it's very, very important. Well, it's great to go to these conferences for uh, the camaraderie because I think it's very, very important. When we go to these conferences, a lot of us are taking time off of work and we're investing a lot of money into going to these conferences. And so we want to get the most bang we can for our buck. The content should be as relevant as possible. The inspiration obviously should be there. And then that opportunity to build community with people is extremely important. And I think the more regional we make that, the more opportunity that we have to build more localized community, the more bang we have for our buck. Because then at that point, we can share our resources, we can share our labor, we can get together one with another and just have that camaraderie, that connection um, that is more difficult when we live on opposite sides of the country. Now, I know that there is the great world wide web, and we can certainly chat one with another electronically. And I do it just about every day with my buddy, Jack, and my buddy, Don. I had never met Jack in real life until a month ago. I still have not met Don in real life. And yet, I chat with those two guys more frequently than I do my own brothers. So there's a sense of camaraderie that we have, but it's not the same as when you meet up one with another in person in real life. And I think having those regional connections, those regional conferences are very, very important. And that's what we want to see happen in New England. What are your thoughts? Do you have access to a conference in your area? And if there's a conference that I did not mention that's going on somewhere, let me know that because I, I'm going to have links to all of these conferences in my show notes. I don't make a dime off of it. That's not the point. I want you to get connected with other like-minded people. So if you're in the Midwest and you can swing going to homesteading life with Doug and Stacy, then do it. If you live in the Oakey area and you can go to Oakey homesteading, then do it. If you live in the Southern part of the United States and you can go to Homesteaders of America, then do it. Like, I think these things are great. I haven't been there, but I'd love to go because I, I see people come away so inspired. And so excited about raising and growing food and living a life of self-sufficiency, self-reliance and sustainability. And I just feel like the more, the more that we can make that accessible to people, the better off we'll be. And especially in the New England area, if that's something that's of interest to you, then I would ask you to do one of two things or do both of them. Reach out to me, Brian, at the and just say, Brian, yes, I'm interested. And then we can get that dialogue back and forth, getting some ideas, bouncing ideas off of one another as far as like the topics that you'd like to be presented. In, and we can start working on getting people in to present on those topics. The other thing you can do is if you're if you are on Facebook, there is a group called Homesteaders of New England ask to join that homesteading group. And then we will have a conversation going on in there as well about this very topic. Now, if you're outside of new England, please don't ask to join that group because we try to keep that group, that group very new England centric. It's not that we're anti anybody outside new England. It's just that we want that information to be as relevant as possible to the members of that group. And so if you are somebody who lives in California Unless you're moving to New England, please don't ask to join Homesteaders of New England. The admins probably won't let you in anyhow. But what I would recommend you do if you're in California, and I don't know of any homesteading conferences that are going on out that way, let's start working to make that happen. And I don't know anybody out there, but I'm more than happy to try to facilitate those kind of connections. So if you're like somebody in California, you say, Brian, I can't do the Homesteaders of New England thing with you guys, but I'd love to start a California group. Well, if you contact me and somebody else from California contacts me, I can put the two of you together and maybe we can make a regional conference happen out in California or in the Northwest or whatever. But right now my focus is on New England. And so if that's something that's of interest to you, Let me know that again, Brian at the homesteadjourney.net or join the Homesteaders of New England Facebook group. And uh, we'll try to get this rolling. I'm very excited about the idea. And uh, so let's try to make it happen. Um, I know this is a little bit of a different episode. It's more rambly. I don't know. I can be pretty rambly. I'm the first one to admit that. But uh, I'm just excited about the idea. And I think it's important and I want to make it happen. And so let me know if it's something that would be of interest to you. Let Jack know and uh, let's get this thing going. And whether it's New England or some other area that isn't well served by some kind of homesteading conference, let's try to put something together and let's try to advance the ideas of homesteading and build that community and camaraderie connection. We'll catch you next week, everybody.
1: Brian can be reached by emailing him at brian at the homesteadjourney.net or by contacting him via our social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support this podcast, we invite you to become a member of the Supporting Listeners Program. For $10 a month or $100 per year, you will receive access to a community of like-minded individuals via a private Facebook group, at least one monthly live Q&A with Brian, the opportunity to participate in live recordings of the podcast, access to an ever-expanding library of helpful homesteading content, and so much more. Head on over to support.thehomesteadjourney.net for more information and to sign up today. As always, the music on this episode was provided by audionautix.com. So a big shout out to them.
0: And until next time, everybody, keep up the good work.